It is Friday, the 9th of August. I'm your host, Ryan Clear, and this is the QuantipCast. We have a placing from Alexander Mining PLC. An interesting announcement from Highlands Natural Resources. And finally, a trading update from On The Beach Group. Okay, so to begin, Alexander Mining PLC, the AIM-listed mining materials and metals processing technology company, has just announced a placing of approximately 2.3 billion shares at a price of 0.02 pence per share, which is approximately a 50% discount to the share price, if not a little bit more. This company is quite well known for just placing and burning through working capital. We've got their 52-week highs at 0.15 pence per share, or thereabouts, and lows for that period are around 0.03 pence per share. But nevertheless, this fundraising is for £475,000. So after expenses, probably anywhere from 430 to £450,000. What is interesting to note is that, although I believe there won't be many fees for the company with regards to this placing, because these funds were raised through the company's broker, TPI, Turner Pope Investments Limited, and this company has been issued with 118 odd million shares and they have the opportunity to subscribe for a warrant in cash for up to 178 million shares, and they can be exercised at a price of 0.025 pence per ordinary share until the second anniversary of admission. Meaning, if the price were to breach the 0.025 level, so increased by 25% or so from the level where the placing was raised at, TPI would be able to exercise those warrants and sell those shares on the open market. So it seems like a fair deal. The company that organized the placing is able to get a payment. However, these shares likely will be churned in the market. But uh, if they aren't churned and the price seems to breach this 0.02 level or 0.025 pence per ordinary share then it seems the company would stand to earn a lot more and alongside all of this the company Alexander Mining PLC has also announced a director appointment of Nigel Burton as a non-executive director of the company obviously subject to due diligence techs, but they said that uh, they're bringing this guy because he has over 14 years of experience in stockbroking and investment banking, and it could help the company in the future. He has a lot of experience and is currently non-executive chairman of Regency Mines PLC and Remote Monitors Systems PLC and a non-exec 
at Digital Box PLC and Tower Capital, all of which are listed on AIM. Moving on to Highlands Natural Resources, they have released an RNS saying that there's a commencement of UK sales in their wholly owned subsidiary. And this company is called Zoetic. It's an integrated CBD subsidiary in particular. This company might be familiar to many people if we think back to DT Ultravert, the supposed refracking technology which seems to not have yielded any results. I mean, rewind to a couple of years back and this company was testing a couple of wells with Schlumberger and using their technology, which simply turned out as a dud. When I typed down Zoetics on the web, the Google algorithm seems to have not placed it highly. I couldn't actually find the website until I typed it down which shows that the company hasn't done relevant marketing yet or maybe they are new as they've mentioned that today they begin their commencement of UK sales and it also mentions in the RNS that Zoetic at the moment has only limited their online sales to UK customers but they intend to shortly offer its products to other European countries. The company has also mentioned that in the US, Zoetic and Chill products are now available on Leafy Quick and in 36 convenience stores. So they have a small reach at the moment, but they intend to expand by the looks of it. Obviously, this is quite a growing industry, the whole CBD hype right now but uh, regulation is a potential worry for many individuals. But more importantly, having your products stand out. The relevant marketing at the end of the RNS mentions until the end of August, Zoetic is offering a 20% discount to UK customers to join its mailing list, which is all right. But as soon as you launch your UK sales, having a discount period isn't really the best thing as we can obviously see that they're not trying to appeal to a higher end of the market because discounts from day one can be seen as tacky by a lot of customers. It's the whole shoe zone, United footwear vibe where you go in and it, there's always a 50% closing down sell. But for some reason, they're never closing down. <laughs> They've never ever shut their doors. Even Mothercare shut their doors. <laughs> or at least the majority of their branches. So this is an interesting RNS from H&R. I think it's weird to note their sudden shift in focus because there was a lot of talk about oil revenues and multiple wells and then becoming profitable. But uh, the company seems to have gone quiet on that front. I mean, I haven't heard anything about Helios 2, their helium assets that supposedly had quote-unquote military-grade standards. And there was a lot of potential with that asset. There was going to be a deal a while ago with a company called Opera about two, three years ago to sell their assets for a couple million. Then they scrapped it and said it's worth potentially hundreds of millions. And now we haven't heard a peep from the company. So I'd say 
pay attention to the numbers with this company because all is fun with mentioning commencement of UK sales, CBD, growing whatever, a huge market. But there is only value in the numbers. It depends how much sales this company makes. But the benefit is that Highlands are a sole owner. They've mentioned it's wholly owned, vertically integrated CBD subsidiary, Zoetic. Moving on to On The Beach Group, they have released a trading update. This company is a self-proclaimed leading online retailer for beach holidays. I can't confirm whether this is true, but we'll have to follow the RNS because you know what they say, if it's in the RNS, it's definitely true. Now I'm just playing. It's almost always exaggerated. Okay, so the company begins by talking about the devaluation in sterling and how we can basically explain this is the value of the pound against most other major currencies has depreciated. So it has decreased in value to the point where if you were to go and buy your euros, if you're going to Spain and you wanted your holiday money, say you had a thousand pounds and you get, I don't know, in the past 1,150, now you're going to probably get 1,000 100 odd euros per thousand pounds in that sense. And in this case, it would be common sense to assume that less people would be attracted to go on holiday because it effectively costs more in the local currency. Ooh, and here's the bombshell as a result of that. The company expects to deliver a full year performance below the board's expectations. So this is basically a profit warning. And in fact, not a profit warning. The company has said that they've been investing in both talent and infrastructure in areas that they believe have expansion. But here's the problem. They're making a loss. They've mentioned that they have tried to reduce an EBITDA loss and they will hopefully deliver significant revenue growth in half two of full year 2019. So a reduced loss is still not that impressive for a company worth, I believe, about 500 million pounds. It's funny because if you go on Google, this kind of company will have a price to earnings ratio of 27, which doesn't make sense if you're losing money. So think of it in negative price terms. That is completely wrong. This company is losing money in this climate, in a climate where most of the companies in the sector are struggling, bar TUI at the moment. We've seen what's happened to Thomas Cook. Thomas Cook were once worth in the billions in a market that was being destroyed by online competition, kind of like retailers or at least the high street itself. These shares were trading at 445 pence per share and you'd probably expect the shares to be down quite significantly on this update reason being when a company says that they believe in the resilience and flexibility of their business model and they've mentioned focusing on profitable growth. If you're not making a profit, you've just said that your business model is incapable of delivering significant growth to shareholders and it could cause a lot of negative returns in the future for your current investors. I mean one potential positive for the company is that 
they are exploring. In fact, they're actively exploring acquisition opportunities and they are having a corporate development director, Adam Hansen, joining them from Rothschild to help them with this. One will be interested to see whether that statement has any substance to it. But for now, I would say watch out and uh, pay close or in fact proceed with caution when it comes to this company. In fact, those who look to make a profit on either side of the trade could divulge deeper into this company's accounts. I am certainly going to have a look after this podcast is finished so I can decipher whether there is future opportunity in this company or whether there is some underlying issue. But at the moment, the magnitude of that EBITDA loss is important. For a £580 million company, if they're losing above two, three hundred million and their access to capital is weak because say the market cap is beneath a billion pounds, and say their liquidity is having issues. For example, this company traded from 439 to 446 yesterday and there isn't much volume on the share so to raise capital would be quite difficult but once again all of that is contingent on their cash balances that i would suggest for any individual interested to just go to their accounts have a look and uh, decipher whether you believe this company has growth potential or needs a quick fundraise to keep the lights on or at least keep the company going until the market recovers. Today has been quite dry on the news front as it is a Friday, but uh, we hope to be back on Monday. But to counteract today's shortage of news, we will be releasing a bonus podcast. Over the weekend for this episode, it will be regarding at least one of the companies mentioned in this podcast. And that indeed wraps up today's episode of the Content Cast. But if you want insight into the technical side, then keep your eyes peeled for any additional content posted later on in the day, including analysis of charts of some of the companies discussed in this podcast. But first, head on over to our site, quantumresearch.co.uk, and download the relevant chart pack for this episode. I've been your host, Ryan Keir. Until next time.